What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Since publishing the episode you're about to hear, the podcast title has changed to what you now see on the cover art. Updated links and other information can likely be found in the episode show notes, but contact us if you have any questions or if you can't find what you're looking for. This episode is brought to you by Beacons, the all-in-one Lincoln bio and business platform used by over 2 million creators. Building a relationship with the brand, always being on your best professional behavior and and building that relationship can go a long way. When I first discovered Beacons, I honestly, I just thought it was another Lincoln bio tool. I decided to try it out because I, at the time I needed multiple Lincoln bios for a few different projects that I was working on and Beacons was free. So I was like, okay, this is amazing. This is all I need. I just need a free Lincoln bio platform. Well, then I started to actually dig into the platform and I realized it is not just a Lincoln bio platform, but like the superior Lincoln bio platform. I loved that I could have multiple pages. I loved that I could have a simple link or a more complex link with like a photo next to it. I loved that I could collect email addresses right there within my Lincoln bio. I loved that I could have a customizable background and on brand fonts. Like it just had everything above and beyond that a normal link builder would typically have. And so I started to explore the company even a little bit deeper. And I just realized that I loved not only the features that they were offering, but like what the brand stands for in general. They are such an advocate for creators and they think about the creator more than they think about themselves. Like it is so true. So I knew I wanted to eventually partner with them in some way. And I feel like I've mentioned on the podcast before, I actually started talking to Beacons about how we could potentially help each other, how we could partner together or collaborate with each other other. And that's what eventually, like a year later, led to Beacons actually becoming the presenting sponsor for the podcast. So it definitely wasn't something that happened overnight. It's not like I cold messaged someone at Beacons and they offered to give me a brand deal the next day. Like, no, it was a very intentional process where I just really respected this company and I wanted to work with them in some way. And so we just had to find the right way to do it and the right timing. And that's when the presenting sponsorship came along. Well, during this time and all these conversations with Beacons, I also discovered that they have all these other features for creators that I never knew existed. And I'm sure up until now, because at least recently, you've been hearing a lot about Beacons and what they offer on the podcast. But up until now, I bet you didn't know either that it's so much more than a Lincoln bio tool. So they have all these other features that we're going to talk about later, but they have all these other features that are just designed to make your life easier as a creator. But the one that we haven't talked about at all on the podcast, which is why I wanted to do a whole podcast episode about it, is the Beacons Creator Management Program, which is spearheaded by our guest today, Natalie Hart. Natalie is the creator manager over at Beacon. So in her role, she manages over 30 creators, guiding them through their brand deal processes and strategizing how to best monetize their content. Natalie played a key role in launching the Beacon's management platform, which helps to scale creators' brand deals and streamline the end-to-end brand campaign process. And she develops and sources partnerships for Beacons with other innovative companies out there in the creator industry. Prior to her role at Beacon's, Natalie 
formerly worked in unscripted casting at NBC Universal and unscripted talent representation at United Talent Agency, also called UTA. Now, Beacons, as you know, but just to refresh your memory, Beacons is a free all-in-one platform with all the tools creators need to grow a fan base and make more money, with features including a fully customizable link in bio, a storefront for digital products, a simple lead magnet, an email marketing solution, an invoice and W9 generator, a media kit builder, an AI brand outreach tool, and so much more. Beacons is at the forefront of constructing new economic opportunities for creators. Beacons, just like us here at the Podfluencer Society podcast, Beacons believes in a world where more people can support themselves while pursuing their passions. So Natalie, welcome to the Podfluencer Society podcast. Wow. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. What an intro. That was awesome. Um, And I'm excited to be here. I'm so excited to have you here. Like I mentioned, we talk about beacons on the podcast all the time recently, but the one topic we haven't covered is what I find to be by far the most fascinating and like so helpful for my audience in particular, which is all creators. So Beacons as a whole is doing such impressive work in the tech space. Okay. But like What I find to be so cool is unlike other digital platforms and like certainly unlike any other link in bio tool, Beacons is really thinking outside of the box. And obviously your team is doing their hiring and they're prioritizing projects with a much bigger long-term vision in mind. And you are the perfect example of that. Like you're this incredible asset to Beacons coming from the larger entertainment space. And you're really honing in on helping Beacons to support their community of creators in a really meaningful way. So just so the listener has like full context, about Natalie and like your experience and what a baller you are. Can you just share a little more about like your background professionally? Like what were you doing at NBC Universal? What were you doing at UTA? And then how did that lead you to the role that you're in at Beacons today? Yeah, of course. Yeah. So I actually started in Los Angeles. I'm now in San Francisco, but um, in LA, I went to USC undergrad and after graduating, started at United Talent Agency, where I spent um, the first bulk of my career uh, working with, it was actually before the rise of TikTok. So um, any digital talent really fell into the unscripted space, which just meant anybody who wasn't in some sort of scripted television show, right? It could have been on YouTube. It could have been on documentaries, uh, competition shows, things like that. So I helped any sort of deals in that space. Again, it could be a brand deal, but it could have also been putting someone into a television show or a podcast like this. Um, And so that was at UTA. And after that, I went over to NBC, which was uh, a partner that I was working with often, where we actually helped choose um, the talent that was going to be in unscripted shows on NBC. So things like The Voice, America's Got Talent, talent, um, any of those shows across the actual NBC Universal portfolio. And both jobs were a bunch of contracts, uh, deals going back and forth, negotiating pricing, negotiating deliverables, things like that. Um, and then I was ready to make the move to, to San Francisco and, and really hone in on digital talent. Um, I think you know, there's been huge changes in our landscape uh, of how we consume content, uh, especially since the pandemic. And it used to be a lot more, you know, you want to sit down and watch a full episode of something or maybe a whole series of something. And now, you know, you can watch something in three minutes and you may even want to speed that up. I'm oftentimes putting my podcasts at 1.5 speed while I'm listening. So I was really excited about what's happening in the digital landscape. And so I came over to Beacons um, where, as you mentioned in the beginning, we are all about the digital creator and, and really helping every digital creator from small to large monetize their content. And so that's what brought me over to Beacons. Okay. So back up. Can you (laughs) be on a dating show? I can put you in touch with the right people. (laughs) Okay. Married at first sight. Love is blind. If you're listening right now, Natalie, if you have friends, please make my dating life easier and just find me a partner. Can you? I cannot say that it will make your life easier. I It's it's a mess over there in these shows. <laughs> I know. I just, I think it would be so helpful for just 
you know, I, I'm not someone who can like afford like premium matchmaking services. So I feel like at least I would have a chance going on a TV show where there's like experts. Yeah, a year ago, um, there was one show for, I think it's now on Peacock. It's called Queen's Court. And I was um, tasked with finding a matchmaker for that show. And I met with probably 60 different matchmakers across the US um, and just sat with them and heard their spiel. Um, and it was really entertaining. One of my colleagues actually got involved in the, in their database. So it's Stop. possible. Okay. <laughs> if, if, the, if the reality TV show uh, fails for me, just put me in touch with one of those matchmakers, the ones that like were at the top of the list, but maybe didn't make it who are kind of reasonably yeah. priced. <laughs> exactly. I got you. <laughs> okay. Perfect. Okay. So in your role at Beacons, the department, what is your department actually called? Creator management? Yeah. So we're calling it the Beacons Management Program. Yeah. Okay. Got it. And so when you first jumped into that role, I guess, were you right off the bat, you knew you were going to be working directly with creators or was there like another vision in mind? Like, was there maybe a vision for a platform that turned into working one-on-one? Like, how did you start actually working with human creators through Beacons? Yeah. So the plan was always to work directly with creators. However, it's definitely um, evolved over the last, it's now almost been, it'll be a year next month um, since we started. But the plan was always that we have this product here at Beacons, um, as you mentioned in the beginning, all these different features that creators can use through our website or through our app. But we, we wanted to make sure that we had real touch points with these creators. And so making sure that anyone who's using Beacons knows that they are part of the Beacons family and they're not just a user of ours, but they're someone that we want to help in any way that we can, whether it's through, as you were mentioning, kind of this I, I help specifically with the the brand deal process. So whether that's negotiating, pricing, contract review, et cetera, um, or it might be someone else on my team who specializes in audience management, um, collecting emails and sending out those, um, you know, weekly newsletters or, or uh welcome emails, things like that. Or it might be our our online community, which I, I'd love to go into detail about later as well. But I think we, over the last year, have really put an emphasis on building out our personal relationships with Beacons users and making sure that we're bringing value to them um, through the product and then also just as a company as a whole. Is there an online community for all Beacons creators or do you have to qualify to be a part of your online community? Yeah. So right now it is an application process. Uh, mainly that's just to make sure that we're keeping a close eye on who's in there and that no one feels like, you know, uh, that they're being, their information is, is somewhere they don't want it to be, or they're being connected with people that they, they don't want to be connected with. Um, however, we are constantly going through those applications. We have a head of community that herself personally lets people in daily. Um, and I think right now the community is up to about 850 to 900 creators. So it's always growing. And if you guys are interested, please, please, please find the application through um, you. When you go into your account, it'll be on the left portal uh, on the side where you can apply. It's quick and easy and uh, we'll be accepting people daily. And is it the same community that I'm a part of that's hosted in Circle? Yes. Okay, cool. So for anyone who's not familiar, can you just explain what Circle is? I feel like it's kind of new to a lot of people. Yes. Um, and I might butcher this. I will tell you I'm not the head of community, but I can tell you a little bit about it. It is um it's a an app and a website um that acts as a place where people can come together and post questions, post uh, recommendations, add resources. Um, there's really we have a bunch of different um tabs that you can jump into depending on what you're looking for. So I post TikTok trends weekly in there that share, here's the trending hashtags, trending sounds. Um, and I get that directly from TikTok. So that goes up weekly. We have an advice column that goes out. We have a newsletter. We have webinars and events that happen monthly, if not two to three times a month. So that's what we're doing in the community right now. So it's kind of like a mix between like a Facebook group and a Slack is how I kind of describe what Circle is. It's on its own platform, though. Um, And it's really easy to set up. Like Natalie, like you mentioned, it's a website and then there's an app and nothing complicated at all. But yeah, I found it to be 
pretty cool. And I think my favorite part about the Beacons community is being able to interact with other creators. Um, And I haven't done like a huge deep dive into the community, but I have seen you or someone posting about like some brand opportunities in there. So let's say there's a smaller creator, someone like myself, who's applied to the Beacons creator kind of program. They're in the community. How do they take the next step and get access to the support that you're providing on an individual basis when it comes to helping creators to kind of prioritize like what should they be monetizing? And then maybe they have like incoming brand deals, how they should negotiate those. Or maybe there's brand deals that come through beacons that are looking for creators and you're, you know, how does someone get involved in kind of that deeper level of creator management with you? Yeah, definitely. So first of all, I completely forgot to mention the new opportunities channel that is going on. So thank you for bringing that up. Um, We are constantly posting paid opportunities that come in through either me or um, that are sourced through websites that I'm sure you've used like Maverick or Incense or Aspire, things like that. And so definitely uh, a huge um, value add through the community there. Back to your question. Once you are part of the community, I'm in there. Um, I'm reachable via a, a DM uh, or a direct message on, on the circle community. So I'm pretty responsive and, you know, we can set up a call or, or set up, um, a more direct way of chatting if, if that's better. Um, but that's one way. I think the other way is, um, you know, you can post directly into, uh, one of the channels and say, Hey, I'm looking for XYZ or I just got this brand deal. If do you have any advice here? And again, I'm monitoring the the channel daily. So I will see that and reach out to you directly. The actual opportunities that I am posting in there, I obviously have relationships with brands that are coming to me saying we're looking for XYZ in a creator, whether it's gender, audience, demographics, um, follower count, you know, there, there's always something specific that they're looking for. I will often post that in the opportunities channel and see if any creators within the community are interested. You mentioned this, but Beacons offers a media kit. And in order for us to pitch you, we ask that you set up a media kit so that we can easily send your details over to the brand. And then If they're interested, I'll connect you via email and then we'll go from there. So I would say the best way is is sending me a direct message through the community and going from there. Or, you know, you can even send an email to our support email that's just on the website. If you're not part of the community for whatever reason, if if you're it's taking a while for you to get approved, you can feel free to send an email to our support email and they will tag me in it, loop me in and, and we can go from there. When I was talking to you about this before, like before we even came on the podcast, like weeks ago, we were talking about this opportunity that you have. And it was so hard for me to wrap my head around it because I was like, wait, you're doing this for free? Like you're not taking a commission? Because what it sounds like you're offering is like an agency service for creators, but you're not taking a commission. You're not charging a fee. It's literally for your Beacons community. And it took me like a while thinking about it, even after we had gotten off the phone, just continuing to think about this until it really like clicked with me because you had mentioned, you're like, yeah, the reason we do this is because it's helping us to gather intel about like, what are the brand trends and like, what are brands looking for and what do creators need to be doing and how can we like better serve our community? And it does make so much sense. So I just want to clarify for the listener, like this isn't something where Beacons is on here trying to sell this service that they have. Like it's not that at all. Like when I said in the intro, you really do care about your creators more than you care about yourself. Like this is a perfect example of it because yes, of course, this is going to benefit you in the long term, but in the immediate, it it is just your service heart outpouring to your community. And it's just such an amazing opportunity for the person listening right now. So I just wanted to like make sure to point that out. Yeah, I have never seen a company care more about their <laughs> user and their creator than money, uh, than like actually making a profit off of it. Uh, and I see that with Beacons daily and every decision we make. Um, there have been times where I've said, oh, you know, we could be charging for this. And my CEO will say, we are for the creator. We are for the creator. And it's it's always our messaging and and what we come back to when trying to make decisions. Is this for the creator or is it for the brand or is it for the manager or is it for the XYZ? Because it should 
always be for the creator. And so to your point, the thing that we that we do ask is creators that I work with and, and build relationships with, we often circle back with and ask them to help us in in giving feedback, either, you know, being able to use our product and tell us what's working, what's not working. Um, we may ask them to take part in some of the things we do over here, like our own creator university um, blog posts that we put up. Um, we may put a spotlight on them. It's, you know, we we like to bring them into the fold and and make sure that, again, they're feeling part of the family, but we may be able to get a little bit of insight from them as well. And then, as you mentioned, um, just me being in the weeds with these creators on the brand deal allows me to see like what should be added to our media kits, what is being asked for. Um, oh, we should have an invoicing. We, you know, we have an invoicing product and we're missing this PO. They're asking for a PO number. Let's add that to, to the invoice template, things like that, um, so that we can always be making our product better for for the creator. Yeah. And I think it's such a brilliant business move long-term. Like I really, truly do. I think you guys are a really, really smart and amazing group of people. And I just can't wait to see where you take it because I feel like eventually you will eventually probably have some sort of offer that you can give to creators that may not be free, but is going to be so highly valuable because of all the work that you're putting in on the front end to make sure that it is. So it's just really, really cool. But how are you actually forming relationships with the brands? That's something that I think me as a creator, I would love to form better relationships with more brands to serve my own community. I have a network of podcasters as well, and we're trying to do deals. And I think that's my biggest struggle is brands, getting relationships with brands and nurturing those relationships. It's like a full-time sales job. And it really does require like a lot of time. So like, what are some of the strategies that creators can use to form their own relationships with, with brands that maybe you're using for Beacons? Yeah, I think one of the biggest things that I always try to stress, and I know it's not always um, reasonable or or uh, for, for the creator, but try to get on a call, right? Um, even when a, a brand reaches out via email and you're kind of negotiating back and forth, you can just be seen as as someone at gmail.com. Um, and it's a lot more helpful if you're able to, you could say, I just 15 minutes, let's get on a Zoom call, whether it's camera or off camera, but that puts a personality to your name, right? It puts a face to the name. And all of a sudden you start building relationships with, with these people. And built on that, it's, I'm always saying, I understand that you probably have a rate, right? Or you're saying, I want to, I, I always make $500 from a TikTok video, or I have to, I won't do anything under a thousand, whatever it is. And I think being flexible to the brand um, and understanding when, and this is more helpful if you're able to get on a call, but even if you can do it over email, asking them what their goals are. Like, what are you looking for out of this partnership? Why did you reach out to me? Or um, what can I do for you that will be successful for you and your brand? And that way you can kind of change your content or, or adapt your content or your even what you're asking for. Maybe instead of I, it, they're not going to offer you a thousand. They only have $500 in the budget. Sure. You can do 500, but then maybe you also get you know, a free subscription to their service for the year, or maybe you're able to get um, a, a second partnership next month, right? And then it it comes out to a thousand dollars, but it's across two months for them. Things like that um, make them excited about you and want to work with you on a longer term partnership. They they circle back. I actually just had a creator today where a brand, you know, we, she had worked with them for two different, you know, two different partnerships back to back. And we kept reaching out, like, do you want to do this again? And it took a while to hear back from them. And finally he jumped on a call with us today and was like, I'm so sorry. We're, you know, not able to spend the same money we were before. We're seeing that with a lot of brands, right? Um, they're, they're not, maybe don't have the budget that they had a few months ago. Um, but he said, we've had such a good relationship with you and you've been so communicative and you've been willing to, to pitch and bring up things that we're asking you for. So we do want to do this partnership with you again, but it's going to look a little bit different and being able to be flexible. And again, building a relationship with the brand. I understand that they're not always the kindest. Sometimes they're like, we don't either. They don't want to meet you where you, what you're looking for, but always being on your best professional behavior and, and building that relationship can go a long way. 
Yeah, I think that's a really important note to bring up, like both on the creator side and the brand side, because I ran into it in both scenarios. Like I'll be talking to a creator and they're just like you said, like bummed out because they have their rate and they can't get it matched and they're not they don't, I think their mind just doesn't go to a creative place or like to a strategic place. And they're just so black and white. And I, it's, it pains me because I'm like, if you could just be a little bit flexible, I bet you can find a common ground where everybody's happy. Like even our, the relationship I have with beacons was a negotiation. And I feel like we both came out really happy. And also on the brand side though, I feel like there are a lot of brands that are really stuck in their ways too, and also black and white and unwilling to budge. And I wish that both parties could just always come into a conversation with an open mind, being flexible, obviously knowing what you're worth, right? And like not budging on your bottom line, but like you also are always going to start high in a negotiation if you're a creator or you're going to start low if you're the brand. And the idea is like to meet in the middle. And I think that's expected. But when either party comes in with a hard black and white, like this is it or nothing, I think it, it also just puts a bad taste in everyone's mouth, like for the whole conversation too. Cause like nobody wants to work with somebody who's not flexible and like, doesn't want to make sure that the other person gets value as well. With the lucky land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I completely agree. And saying, like, let's say you're like... I my bottom line is this a thousand dollars, and then you're not willing to negotiate. It could have been a monthly partnership at five hundred dollars, and then you're making five hundred dollars every month for a year, as opposed to one one thousand uh, dollar brand deal. You know, and it's like it, that security and building of that constant long-term partnership is actually probably in the long run, more money and a better financial situation for you, right? More stability, whatever it is. So I think being open and being flexible and it helps again to get on that call, but that that would be my biggest suggestions for, for creators right now. When it comes to what you're seeing on your end, like incoming from brands, I'm assuming like a brand would reach out to you and say, hey, Natalie, we're looking for creators that fit this persona, blah, 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 kind of like you mentioned earlier. What have you noticed trend-wise? Like, What kind of platforms are the brands interested in? Are they really interested in the hard stats? Are they more interested in like a niche audience? Like, What have you seen that the brands right now are finding to be really valuable? We're definitely seeing a trend to asking for specific data, right? So I've been asked multiple times about engagement rates. I think that's bigger than um, follower count. So even if you're a small creator with, let's say, 50,000 fo- followers as opposed to you know in the millions, if your engagement rate is high, that's actually more important important to the brand than than the follower account, especially on TikTok where you can't even confirm that your followers are seeing the content in their For You page. So I think engagement rates are huge. Um, also, as you mentioned, the audience breakdown has, has started to come up a lot more. Um, brands want to make sure that you know, usually they have a goal in mind. Again, that's why it's, it's helpful to know what that goal is. So you know how to pitch yourself. But oftentimes there's a goal of reaching a new audience or reaching a current audience um, and being able to say like 50% of my audience is male and they live in the United States. And, you know, the breakdown that actually our media kits provide is is usually exactly what, what I'm being asked for by brands. Does your media kit builder pull audience demographics from Instagram and TikTok as well? It does. Yeah. And as long as, yeah. So it, it updates, um, you know, 
If you do the free Beacons program, it will update weekly. But if you pay $10 a month, you can get that media kit to update daily. And it pulls down to story views, um, which typically is hard to get. um, But you can see the breakdown of your story views on Instagram as well. That's super helpful just to to have in general. Like obviously if I'm pitching for something specific, like for example, a podcast title sponsorship, that one sheet is going to need to be very specific to like what is being offered and like what the podcast demographics are, like what the podcast listenership is and that kind of stuff. But for, especially for creator brand deals, like on the social media side, the fact that the Beacons Media Kit updates in real time or weekly, and you don't have to worry about updating that all the time is so huge. And just to have in your back pocket for if anyone's curious about like, what are your social stats? It's just a quick thing to send out. Like, that's so cool. Oh, yeah. When I was an assistant, when I first started out, you know, we had to do that for our our talent, the, the clients that we had. And it would take hours to update, you know, some sort of PowerPoint or some sort of Canva didn't exist at the time, or maybe it did, but it wasn't being used the way it is now. But it's still it took hours. And, you know, not to mention once you send it, it's already out of date, right? So this is sent as a link and you you can download it if that's something you want, but it's sent as a link so that let's say a brand doesn't have an opportunity for you today, but a month from now, they're going back through whatever they saved from emails they got and they can click on your link and actually all the stats are update, you know, up to date and and ready for them. I remember my assistant days too in the music industry. <laughs> the way are so similar because <laughs> I was like the go-to one sheet person just because I'm so detailed and like have that kind of like eye for design. But back in the day before Canva, I don't know what you were using, but like I was creating media kits in InDesign. Like, oh my gosh, so <laughs> ancient. It took yeah. forever. Like they were just, ugh, I'm so happy we have Canva these days. Like all hail Canva. I know. I We were using, I, I definitely used PowerPoint for a while and then Keynote came in at some point and yeah. I was using Keynote for a while. But regardless, it would, it was like a mental block because it, you knew oh, I'm going to have to sit down and like, all this just like wasted time. So yeah, the media kits are a huge, huge value. Have you noticed any specific industries or like particular categories of brands that are really dipping into sponsorships and like wanting to work with influencers more than other industries? Industry specific, I definitely think there are, I think there are brand deals across all industries. I think what I've seen kind of in the fashion space and the beauty space, they will often try to offer product to start um, rather than, than paid partnerships is what I'm just seeing right now versus in that tech space, in the fintech space, in the finance space, there's a lot of money. Um, and there's definitely a lot of paid partnerships where they realize, oh, you know, we can work with a creator to make something super authentic to their their audience or even review our product or something that makes a lot of sense as long as it's genuine to the content they're already creating. And um, there's definitely a lot of opportunity in that in that area. Have you seen any creative kind of little tricks that influencers do to kind of differentiate themselves or like stand out among other creators? Like I'm thinking about the micro influencer who gets the brand deal where the brand kind of passes on the bigger influencer because the micro influencer did something really cool or like offered something really cool. Have you seen anything like that that comes to mind? You know, something that's huge is like, I, I was just talking about this with some creators is, okay, it's it's June, uh, right? Like it's already, it's five months into 2023, which is crazy, but summer is a transition period and take a beat, look at yourself and think like, what are you passionate about? Like, what is your audience showing up for from you, right? It's it's sometimes you can, it's hard to, it's easy to lose track of what that is, right? Like you get into a routine of, of creating, you think it's this bigger idea, but maybe they just actually like to watch how you put your makeup on, or maybe they just really want tips on their resume or whatever it is that they're showing up to you for. Find that specific thing and then see which brands line up with, with what that is, right? Like think, really what is authentic to your content. It might not be a water bottle brand that um, is offering you a partnership. And of course, great. You can do that kind of more uh, shallow uh, partnership or not shallow. That's that's more negative, I guess, more surface level. Um, but 
tap into like, what are the specific brands that really make sense for your audience that you could say to your, you know, and to your, to the brand that these are stuff that you've actually already started introducing to your, to to your followers. So if you think a dream brand of yours is swell water bottles, I'm going to say, let's go with the water bottles. You think that's a dream brand for you. Start introducing swell, start using it yourself, you know, pay for, for a water bottle yourself, start doing a little bit of free advertising there. Maybe you're, you just have it in the background. Then you've had this like, Hey, a video where I had your swell water bottle in it, got this many views. It had this engagement rate. I can already prove to you that this would be a successful partnership. Here is, and you can actually not to plug our media kits again, but you can do this where you can put up a past collaboration and you can show the exact breakdown of demographics from that one video. And you can send that over. And I think regardless, even if it's not introducing the product ahead of time, showing past collaborations or a past example of what you could do for that brand. Like here's a video I've already done and I could just make this an exactly similar video to this. It's already done well. And I can introduce your brand in that um, is huge because it gives the brand something to, to really tangibly look at. Have you had any situations where you've seen a creator do that and then the brand passes on it and it's kind of like they're like, well, you already did it for free. So thanks, but no thanks kind of thing. Or have they been pretty receptive? Predominantly, they've been pretty receptive, especially smaller brands. I think bigger brands obviously, you know, have a lot more money and and have a, a whole different world. But I think for for creators that are more in that kind of micro level and reaching out to a smaller brand, that's what they're looking for. You know, I talk, I've actually, as we said in the beginning, I've created a lot of relationships with brand executives. And when I talk to them like, hey, what are you looking for for this? Sure, they'll give me the breakdown of engagement rate or whatever. But they say, we're really looking for is are any of your, do, do any of your creators potentially have an obsession with like La Colombe coffee? Like, tell me, do they? And it's like, that's hard for me to to really find out, but let's let's look for it because they want someone who genuinely is, you know, obsessed with their product. From what you've seen, what advice would you have for the creator who is just starting their creator journey? Like they know they want to work with brands like in a year from now, but like how can they start to build a platform that'll be attractive to brands long term? Whether it's their Instagram, whether it's their TikTok, TikTok, or even a podcast, like how would you suggest that they set up that platform? Yeah, I would start by, by, you know, regardless of brands, like write out, I would, first thing I say, write out some goals that are, that are legitimate, right? By one year, I want to have X amount of followers or by one year, I want to do, I want to make this amount of money. Like definitely write out your goals and and start to think about what, you need to do to get to those goals. But I think when it comes to actually building a page, it's less about the brand deals to start. And it's more about creating some sort of consistent, um, you know, pattern for yourself so that you can be putting up constant content. And I don't mean that you have to make three podcasts a day or three videos a day or whatever it is. But I think all of the algorithms and even within podcasting, right? Um, I know as a, as a, fan and listener myself that I need some sort of consistency. So, and, and we know that the the algorithms are looking for consistency. So whether it's, I, you know, you know, feasibly you can do two videos a week. If that's it, great. Plan on doing two videos every week and making sure that those go out the same time every week. So you're going to put them up Tuesdays and Thursdays. That's going to be your video. That's when it goes up. And then on Fridays, you edit. And on Saturdays, you know, create a real schedule for yourself so that you can be consistently putting up content because that is the most important thing when it comes to what content you should be creating. Um, do stuff that makes you excited because it can get to be a lot. Uh, it's a lot of content. So, you know, what what brings you joy? What makes you excited? film everything. You you never know what will be B-roll. So it doesn't necessarily have to be like, you may be just walking down the street and that may not be the actual topic of your video, but then you've got this B-roll of you walking down the street and there's the house you pass and the flowers and whatever, and that can fit into somewhere in your content. You never know. So try to, to get 
to film as much as you can um, or record as much as you can, depending on what platform you're on. Yeah, that's so smart. And the consistency is so key because what I've realized just through myself and like my friends and other creators that I know is like, you really can't work with brands unless you're posting somewhere consistently because otherwise, like if I never post on, if I never post a podcast episode and then I just have one podcast episode sponsored by whoever it is, right? Like who's going to listen to that? Cause it's just so salesy. Or like if I never post on TikTok and then I do one sponsored post about a water bottle, it just looks like an ad. But if it's just yeah. built in naturally to the content that you're already producing on an ongoing basis, it's just received so much better by the viewer. Right. And it just looks like more natural and like, it doesn't look like something that's an advertisement. Yeah, hundred percent. And I mean, obviously we're all looking for authenticity, like in the people we follow, but one thing that you just made me think of, and this comes into play for brand deals and for creating your content. Don't take things too personally. I think I talked to a lot of creators who are like, I sent an email um, with my media kit and I didn't hear back. So they're not, the brand's not interested. And it's like, we have no idea why the brand didn't reply. They may not have seen it. They may be so busy. They may not have a budget for this quarter. Their campaign might be focused on men in fitness and you're a woman in fashion. And and then maybe next month, it'll be focused on women in fashion. We have no idea why they didn't reply. I think similarly, when it comes to posting content, I have creators who get so disheartened by a video flopping Mm -hmm. or not reaching the amount of views that they were looking for. And then the next week, they create literally identical content uh, with a little bit of a different hook or whatever it is. And that one goes viral. It's you really like it's it's not personal at all. Um, oftentimes, it's an algorithm or it's, again, based on so many other factors. So keep trying, keep pushing and, you know, consistency, consistency, consistency and one last thing on that note, I, I had a creator who was all about the apartment space, right? She was in kind of like the interior design. Um, that was her her niche. And six months ago, she told me she wanted to get into dating. She was doing a lot of dating and she wanted to show more of that dating life. And she tried in the beginning and her audience, it took like six months really to warm start her audience until till the dating uh scene and now she's had her last like 20 videos are are going viral on dating and it took just like consistently dropping a little bit of the dating scene into the interior design scene and getting her audience ready for that and excited about that. So I just think, you know, don't get disheartened because a video doesn't do well or a brand doesn't get back to you. It it it's not about you. <laughs> and also for all the brand reps listening, it also happens that the one video that the brand pays for happens to flop and that's out of our control too. Like we're just posting the same content we always do. And like we can't creators as a whole can't guarantee views on anything algorithm based. We can't guarantee engagement. Like we just know what we do best and what our audience reacts to best. And that's all we can offer. So I think any brand that requires a certain amount of views or requires a certain amount of engagement, like also needs to kind of like be flexible on that end as well. Definitely. Yeah. Well, on the topic of brand deals or the trends that you've noticed for 2023, before we move on, is there anything that we didn't touch on that you wanted to share? No, I think, yeah, we covered most of it. Okay. Awesome. And then just for beacons as a whole, the other features that we haven't talked about, like we don't have to go into depth about every single one, but just to recap for the listener, what are the other features that Beacons offers? Like we know the fully customizable link in bio. We've talked a little bit about the media kit, but what else can they take advantage of? And can you share a little bit about the price point? Because I also don't, I don't think people realize how reasonably priced it is as well for everything that's offered. Yeah, definitely. So I will not bore you with all 14 features that you're (laughs) able to get, but you should definitely check it out uh, because there are 14 um, different things that you can be doing to help yourself monetize as a content creator. And I think the biggest thing coming into this podcast is you said it in the beginning, but I want to make sure people understand that we are so much more than a link in bio. Of course, we offer that, but there's so much on the back end that can help, you know, of course, there's there's me and that's a human being when it comes to the management side, but 
there are thir- on top of the Lincoln bio, there are 13 other apps that actually act as almost like a, a manager, but in, in product form. So you can uh, actually access all 14 of those for free. So there is a free option. Um, and I, I will tell you the, the price points for individual apps, but we have the Lincoln bio, we have the media kits. I mentioned invoicing a little bit, but we have templates for invoicing and a W9 generator that, you know, oftentimes creators are asked for a W9 and they're like, how do I put that together? Uh, We can do that. We can help you do that um, and then store it for you. And also, I didn't realize this until recently, but you can also accept payment. So you can send your invoice through Beacons and then the brand can pay through Beacons and it'll go directly into your PayPal and I believe Stripe as well. Yep. We have PayPal, Stripe, or if you want to just put your bank account details in there, it can be, you know, directly transferred to your bank account. It's huge. And also my favorite thing about the invoicing is it actually allows you to track, you know, what, what's outstanding. It's very easy for you to see. I'm expecting this payment. And if it's at like a net 30 or a net 60, you're able to see, okay, I will be expecting a thousand dollars in July and it allows you to help budget yourself accordingly. Um, on that note, we also have an income dashboard. So you can go in there and actually connect your business credit card and see your revenue versus expenses sets you up well for tax season. I know we're kind of past that, but it allows you to see, um, what you can be writing off and what you can't. We, you mentioned this, I think in the intro, but we have, I think this one's super exciting for creators. Uh, but there's an AI brand outreach tool where you can put in a brand that you want to work with and then you can customize it for certain things like, you want it to be long, you want it to be witty, you want it to be uh, referencing your follower count or your engagement rate, whatever it is. But the generator will actually pull details from the company's website and then details from your own media kit, which has your bio and, and past collabs and things like that, and put together an outreach template for you to send to the brand. And I think it's super exciting. I use it all the time. And we are hoping to bring uh, the AI tools into our product even more so. So more to come there. We'll let you know. But uh, another big thing I want to mention, two other uh, features, even though we have a bunch, but I'll I'll kind of focus in on two more are... um, audience management. So we have the ability to collect emails from your followers. I think obviously there was a lot of discussion about the TikTok ban and we don't necessarily know what's going to happen with that. But in general, we try to suggest that you guys own your audience off of platforms. Uh, Like as you were mentioning, Angie, earlier, the algorithm, you you know, you can't guarantee anything. But if you have a robust group of of emails that you send a newsletter to or you send a biweekly email to, that's actually guaranteed eyeballs that you can share with a brand and, and can oftentimes be more uh, something that's just more legitimate than than necessarily the followers you have. Um, so we have a tool that collects emails and then we have t- uh, so many templates that you can actually send out those weekly or new follower emails, whatever it is. And lastly, we have a store block. So if you are interested in selling some sort of digital product, courses, templates, things like that, you can do that through Beacons just right on your link in bio. Um, And we've seen a lot of success with that uh, feature as well. And I will quickly give you a little bit of an understanding of pricing. So again, you can get all of that for free. Um, What the pricing does is give you kind of a little bit more um, in those products. So for the link in bio, if you pay $10 a month, you are able to create a custom domain rather than beacons.ai slash your username. Um, For the media kits, I mentioned this earlier, but if you pay $10 a month, you can get daily updating statistics rather than weekly. Um, For the store, $10 a month gets you a zero take rate on GMV. And for email marketing, $13 a month gets you the ability to import contents from off of a Beacons account. So let's say you've collected emails somewhere else, you can easily export that in, or import that in um, into your Beacons account. And I think the biggest thing takeaway from that is it's a pay as you need, right? Like you don't need to pay $10 a month for all of these features. You can choose what makes the most sense for you. And for the digital storefront, you said a lot of terminology right there. <laughs> what did you say? You said for $10 a month with the digital storefront, you get what? <laughs> a, zero, a zero take rate on GMV. So basically, we won't take any percentage um, of, what you're, of what you're selling. 
Got it. Okay. So on the free version, if you're selling a digital download, then Beacons takes the percentage, but then you would pay $10 a month and the percentage is waived. Exactly. Yeah. That's awesome. Is there anything that Beacons has on the horizon that you can talk about right now that you're super excited about? Yeah. I think the biggest thing is knowing that there's more AI coming into our product. We just had an offsite um, as a company a few weeks ago and spent hours discussing what that can look like and how we can basically take, you know, the coolest thing about Beacons, it's not even a feature, but the coolest thing is all the data that you're able to see on yourself. So you're able to understand um, with the link in bio, you know, who's clicking in, where is it coming from? Let's say you have it in your Instagram and your TikTok. You're actually able to see how many clicks are coming in from each of those. And then you're able to see what they're clicking out to. So are they going to your podcast link? Are they going to your TikTok? Whatever it is, you can see that outbound as well. Then we have a cortex, right? That shows you all those details of the data of, of the media kit of just like your, your engagement rates, your follower counts, all of that. Um, and I think we're trying to figure out how we can better utilize that and make you understand yourself better as a creator. So that's something we're working on. In general, there will be more um, in-app integration. So a better, you know, as you start to use more apps within the product, they will it will be a better experience for you as a user because they will all integrate. So whether that means your invoices coming into the income dashboard or your media kit, giving you more information on your link bio, we're trying to make sure that again, as you get more in integrated into the product, it's just becomes a better and better experience for you. I'm just so in awe of everything you're doing over there. And I, I just see so clearly everything kind of like working together and bubbling and like in five years from now, I can't wait to have you back on the podcast and just talk about like how it has evolved even more and like what exactly it becomes because the options are endless. Like you guys are just exploring all these different avenues and you're making sure they all talk to each other and they're all serving the creator. And I'm just so excited for the future of Beacons, honestly. So thank you so much. Is there anything at all we missed that you wanted to make sure to touch on? I don't think so. I think uh, I, I really appreciate you having me on here and, and giving Beacons a platform. I think for all of the people listening, whether it's creators, um, feel free to to make yourself. We're going to give Angie a referral link and please do create an account through there and we'll make sure you're being added to community and that you have a relationship with me, but also other people at this company, depending on what you're most excited about or more in, most interested in. We are about, about you and we want to help you. So please do set up an account and and uh, reach out. And then if you're a brand, um, we talked about this a lot kind of indirectly, but we do have, you know, hundreds of thousands of creators that are interested in working with you. So please do reach out to me as well. Um, and you can do that through the support email. Again, we're very, very responsive and we will get back to you and can help connect you with the right creator for, for your opportunities. And that link Natalie mentioned is in the show notes. And if you use my referral link, I think right now the offer is you get two months free of Lincoln Bio Pro. So you can test out those pro features. Um, so definitely use that link. It's in the show notes. And where can everyone connect with you, Natalie, online or Beacons? If you prefer for them to connect with Beacons online, where can we find Beacons on social media? Yeah, we are beacons.ai on TikTok, Instagram, Twitter. I think we're on there too, pretty actively. So feel free to give us a follow. I'm on there weekly giving different advice from what I've learned this week from, from being a manager and, and trying to give that back to creators. Um, as I said, create an account and you can reach me through the Circle community as well. But yeah, again, Angie, I really appreciate you having me on. And uh, we are really excited about any creators or brands or anybody that listens to this that wants to, to work with us please do reach out and thank you again 